0: Welcome to another episode of Who Gives a Hoot? Um, I've got Ryan. Ryan, you here? I'm here. Okay.
1: Connor? I'm here. Dalton? I am
2: here.
1: Yeah, Greg. I'm here. I like how we're just talking about these guys like they're just <laughs> new guys.
2: new <laughs> oh, <laughs>
0: co-hosts. I, I mean, two of them are like friends of the pod at this point. Connor, I think this is your first time on.
2: It's my first time?
0: Well, how do you? Thank you. <laughs> now, it took you winning a championship to finally come on.
1: Uh, it took him winning a championship for us to invite That's him. So apparently, he <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: So, obviously, you guys just had a good season. I mean, it was all right. Yeah. You, you could have done better. You lost four games. Yeah, uh, we're going to blame Dalton on that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, That's we, it's because it's because Dalton win. the Dalton's the only player in League One history to have more almost goals than actual goals.
0: <laughs> more more goals disallowed than probably anybody <laughs> in the league for one season.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah <laughs> it has to be. <laughs> what
3: was it? Three, three. Yeah, yeah A single so. season.
1: Was four? Wait, is the other one? Is it four with Madison? Or are you counting Madison? No, no, no. I had one goal and then three taken away. Okay. Yeah. So. Even though Madison's got wiped yeah, out on yeah, like. yeah, Madison's in the three taken away.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, over at was the best one. I know it was. Yeah. Cool. That was yeah.
1: nice. <laughs> she got, was going kind to of go on the highlight. Reel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> YouTube videos later on. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, you had at least that one that was offside. I feel like you both had your offside goals. There, there's air quotes going on there. Great oh, time, the, great thing for air quotes uh, on the yeah, audio medium. Audio
3: medium. Was that the Tish one? No,
4: sorry. Uh, Well, the championship game, the one you went up. I don't,
3: uh, yours well, your, was at Tucson and Morrison It wasn't for offside It was uh, the challenging the keeper, it I jumped the keeper Oh, okay, okay well, I watched the bike and I jumped I, have, yeah, I, I looked, looked the look at the, the back picture back. too And you're like point 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 yeah. Point yeah. Too. Well,
0: Dalton had a good one at yeah. Gillette That was taken back uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that was because Ethan was offside <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm not pretty sure Ethan was not affecting the play there at all But, you know I
3: think every goal that you've scored Has been taken away Has not been your fault no. Yeah, I would agree. Well, like the game canceled, and then, and then two yeah. offside. And then the <laughs> but you were not on the one that was paid. No,
4: it
1: wasn't me. <laughs> Damn uh, lightning. We got sarped out. Yeah.
4: So,
0: kind of just want to run through the entire yeah. season. Um, I mean, we got three here. One of you has been here two seasons. The other two were... Uh, on a crap team last year and uh, <laughs> came in oh, yeah. came in uh, to a good team and finally uh, got some silverware. Um, but uh, you both, um, Connor, Greg, you both came in at the start of preseason um, with a lot of these guys coming back. We, we brought back about half the squad, more than half the squad from, from the 2020 season. How how was that um, coming in um, for you first time uh, being coached by Jay Connor Ben now 30 years since you've been coached by Jay. <laughs> uh, but how how was that coming into preseason uh, adapting new coach to a team that already had a fairly built dynamic.
2: Uh, I think. I mean, it was fairly easy. I was here for a little bit. And actually, went to the center a few times with Dalton and Ponch and stuff. So that was nice to kind of get integrated. And then we did our kind of group stuff. At the start of preseason, it was us three and um, Kevin, I think. And it was. It, I mean, it was easy. Um, that's one thing I kind of told a few of the guys at the end of the year too. Was like the way they integrated Greg and I so quickly. It, I mean, I think that was very beneficial in terms of getting us going on the right foot. And it, I mean, it was easy. And like you said, I played for Jay ages ago, but I knew what to expect coming in. So um, that was easy for me, too. And I kind of briefed Greg on what to expect. So I think <laughs> I hope that helped a little bit. But uh, no, it was great. Uh, the guys are awesome. Um, it's hard to come into a new team. Um, it was nice to come into a new team with someone I knew and been playing with for a year. And I think... Uh, that helps a lot, but the guys were fantastic with, um,
3: with integrating us like that. Yeah, I just think, like, touching on what Connor said, I mean, <clears throat> when you come into a team that's been like established for a year, um, you know, we didn't make too many signings, um, so to be the two new guys in pre-season, obviously it helps that a new Connor and we played together, so it was it, was, it kind of takes a little bit of pressure off and a little bit of the nerves away, because, um, I mean, walking into any professional locker room, uh, in soccer is probably one of the hardest things to do, I'd say. Um, but yeah, the guys welcomed us in, and just, you know, there was such a good dynamic in the squad right from the start. Um, and I think me and Connor mentioned it a few times how, like, you know, we felt like we'd made the right decision and uh, it was a good place to be for the season.
1: It's also uh, recorded on a podcast that I didn't believe that you were coming, Greg. <laughs> I definitely didn't believe we'd get both of you guys from a current, t- like, it was just one of those things that I think. Yeah, it was You're amazing. But it was one of those things that was like out of nowhere, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like-
0: I, I think my first hint at uh, Greg being signed here was he kept on showing up with my suggested friends on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Like, why? Why the hell is this guy from Chattanooga showing up with my suggested friends? It's like, Facebook, uh, they kept...
3: Facebook gives away a lot of secrets. Yeah. <laughs> Social media. Yeah. Facebook algorithm, yeah. Like, yeah. But yeah, I think it was a bit of a shock, um, especially when they dropped the teaser, for the little video. Of the goal that I scored when Connor assisted against Richmond, I think a lot of people were like, "Oh, we're signing Connor Doyle." Oh yeah, for and sure. And I was like, I was sitting at home, like back home, just kind of laughing. I was
1: like. Like, you know, and that's what Ben was like. I think the guy on the other end of that is coming too. And I was like, no,
0: there's no way. Well, I mean, who knew that we would sign objectively a goon? But
3: <laughs> yeah, I've got that tag for life. Now. That's right. You're to <laughs> get it on a hat or something. I can start my marriage company actually there.
1: Yeah, there you go.
0: <laughs> but I mean, getting getting more to that, um, the locker room culture... Uh, obviously, that's something Jay's very very important on is how you guys are on and off the the pitch, how you integrate with each other on and off the pitch. I know early on in the season, you two were probably clicking a little bit more, um, and Jay probably split you up a bit instead of just starting practice, warming up. how How was that? I mean, Connor, you've been you both have been on enough teams at this point. Uh, that I'm sure you're kind of used to going and playing with new guys, but how how was that on the other end for for you, Dalton, with uh, these two bozos coming in from Chattanooga who you know broke ribs on on Dami last year? Like it was <laughs> neither of these two that pulled me. Uh, I mean, one of them was injured or something. He's too afraid to play against the Omaha. I see no, He came in. I'm my ten, he came
3: in my ten minute His minute. Cameo. Yeah. Came on. Started a little fight. <laughs> <laughs>
4: no no they were they were good um i mean like like, like connor said uh, he came in and we met him at the apartment the first time he was moving in and then you know we got the training together a little bit and he kind of was my introduction into greg and how i got to know him when greg first showed up and you know they came in high class professionals and um were willing to put in the work to get in with the team and, you know, weren't above anybody in the team. So uh, I think that's attributable to them both. So. I
1: don't know if you know, people actually recruit off of our podcast and use it. So you got to talk crap about yeah. people. Yeah, the
4: absolute.
1: <laughs> 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 um, as we
0: got into the beginning of the season, we had one home game. And then you guys were on the road all over the country for six weeks. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how, I, I mean, during, that was still very much strict uh, COVID protocols in the beginning of the season, so you were pretty much locked down with everybody. Um, but how was that for building on later in the season? Uh, as, you know, we, we watched these games going on and could definitely see that it seemed by the end of that everybody's a little bit tired, wanted to be home, but okay. the the chemistry was definitely clicking. Yeah.
3: yeah. I think I said it to Connor multiple times, I think that maybe oh. uh, that maybe got us to where we were in the league. You know, it was, don't get me wrong, it was pretty miserable being away so much and, you know, sometimes not even coming home between games. Yeah, uh, That was tough being away from people and being away from your own comforts and stuff, but, looking back on it, I think having that stretch of home games towards the end, because of all the away games at the start, really benefited us. And the fact that we took advantage of the away games and picked up points on the road, which everybody knows and in the States is really hard to do. Um, so I think that gave us like a good foundation to go and kick on for the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean,
2: like you said, I, I think that's what got us first place in the league. I think we referenced back to it at the end of the year and said if going on the road for those Six games or whatever it was, and coming back with the points we did. And um, we, uh, you win leagues in America by winning on the road or getting points on the road because I mean, the travel here is insane, and and we've heard it from top to bottom. But to go on the road for six games and come back with points in almost all of them, I think it kicked us on for the rest of the year. And I think because of those points we picked up, um, it definitely put us on our way to finish him first.
4: Yeah, there's not much I can add on top of that. Uh, pretty much um, well explained, but yeah, it even started before those games uh, when we were road tripping in preseason and stuff, and we didn't lose as well, so yeah, I, think, trip. I think yeah. we, we built on top of that and knew uh, from preseason that we could go um, on the 6-7 game road trip and come out with with good numbers so you know we ended up doing just that and it boosted our mentality for the rest of the season I'd say yeah
1: I mean a six-game road stretch like that either pulls a team really close together or it's gonna drive wedges between people because that like you know you said you're away sometimes two games in a row before you came back home yeah um, you know being new to Omaha it's not like you had you you had comforts here that came with you but that was about it so yeah. then, and then you don't know the guys so it's you're either going to start hating the people around you or you all start clicking really well. And that's why I said when Luke was finishing at the end, I said it started clicking, you could see it even on TV. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, you could just see things, passes were sharper, you were calling things out better. All of a sudden, even the unspoken things started making more sense. So, (sighs) hey, bless you. (laughs) Uh,
0: From that road stretch, I mean, you got a little bit of a taste of Omaha, the two of you, um, playing on the smallest pitch in professional soccer in North America.
1: Uh, I don't know, is NYC FC? I, I think they're a little bit larger
3: because they bit play bit. in the outfield. Okay. <laughs> uh,
0: at Yankee Stadium. That's right. Um, yet another championship winning That's team right. that plays in a baseball stadium.
1: That's right. <laughs> um, we did it with more class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd say so.
0: Uh, but coming in, um, your first season, Dalton, was at Tormenta, which, now not a huge town, but has a fairly passionate fan base. Um, and you both played, well, you played two full seasons at Chattanooga, and you played a season and a half at Chattanooga. How was the reception um, coming back in, playing games
4: at home in Omaha with, with the fan base? Um, well, they were fired up for sure. you know, we, were, we played the first game at home, so it gave them a little taste, and then um, ha- coming out good on the road, you know, also helped us into that next home game, which was a month and a half after. So it just was something that you know, just kind of was building up as we were rolling on the road. and you know, um, when we got back,, yeah, the fans were fired up, so which is something you love as a player because you just feed off of it.
2: I think they knew too because it didn't we just have the one home game and then we went back on the road for a couple so yeah. think coming back for that one too I think everyone knew they take it full advantage of it and um, I mean like Dalton said the to experience the fans at the first the first home game of the year and um, I mean we knew they, they were decent fans here and I've I know Omaha's a soccer city from my time at Creighton and people showing up to those games in a spring season blew my mind so I knew that fans would definitely show up to our games, um, but yeah, to come back off that road trip and have one home game and then know we've, we're we going to have, especially a big stretch at home at the end of the
3: year, I think was, was a big positive for a lot of us. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the whole atmosphere in the first game at home, obviously, mine and Connor's first game at Winter Park and in the league, um, and even the friendly in pre-season against Kansas City yeah, that was um was a great atmosphere like we never expected that many people to turn out um, and I remember saying after the game I was like do you guys like usually get that many fans at like a whole league game and everybody was like yeah like probably more like towards the end of the season as well and it's just it's. I mean everybody will tell you it's so much better to play in front of a lot of fans that are passionate and I mean even if they're not there to watch the soccer if they're just there to have a good time and enjoy have a beer or whatever like as long as people are there enjoying themselves you can feed off that energy Uh, and then having the parliament behind the goal constantly singing and you know being that extra man for you it's just like it's it's so much more enjoyable to play in and I think the fact that we've done so well on the road kind of gave everybody that little bit of buzz as well and we're like you know, Omaha could have another really good year this yeah. year. I uh, bailed off last year, and, you know, everything worked out pretty well. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I uh, I always wonder, so when we were at Morrison, um, when we did that match, we could hear the other side of the stadium because of how Morrison's built. You know, Con, yeah. you played there. Yeah. But in Warner, we don't get to hear that. You know, from the burn one, we can't hear over our own drums half the time, but <laughs> you don't ever know, like, what it sounds like. So it sounds like you can
3: hear everybody pretty well down there. Yeah, I think the the favorite one is when, you sing both ends, yeah. so you probably won't be able to hear the other side sing it, but we can on the field, uh, and I think that's pretty cool. Um, I mean, Morrison was different, because it's soccer-specific, you yeah. acoustic-wise, it keeps the sound in a lot better, so that sounded like there was six, 7,000 people there, um, but, you know. I think that ref heard it, too. <laughs> <laughs> that must have got... Uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, um, even at Werner, um, obviously it's a lot more open, so it's hard for the sound to stay in, but everybody done an unbelievable job. Uh, with, with the
0: whole season, you only lost four games, and none of those were back-to-back. How, how was it coming back from a loss there, uh, and then, I mean, most of the time came back from a loss, and we put uh, two or more goals in on the, the following team? How was that um, in the locker room, on the field, just to bounce back as quickly as we
2: did? Yeah, I think. I mean, I think that's a testament to the group as a whole. And I know, I mean, obviously, with the way last year ended, the hunger of the group at the start of this year was monumental. But um, we, I think, we made it decision amongst us whether we knew it or not that we're not going to lose multiple games in a row and I think last year I do think you guys went on like a two or three game stretch and I think maybe even off off of that but I think when you lose one in that type of response time and to go and put like you said two, three, four goals past the next team I think that um, showed a lot of character with our group and we weren't going to let ourselves go down and have a bad, bad patch in the season and we just, I mean, we picked ourselves up, and not, I feel like even the games we lost, some of them were some of our better performances, so we were able to take positives out of it instead of coming into the locker room and bitching along and at each other that it wasn't great. Um, and yeah, I think just consciously, we all kind of said, listen, this isn't gonna happen. This isn't gonna happen again next week. And we went out and were able to put our performances right and get the results we needed. Yeah, I think it shows that.
4: Resiliency with the group, I think a lot of the games we lost weren't necessarily losses from the other teams beating us, it was more, you know, minor mistakes for us or, you know, just kind of slip-ups that, you know, we, after the game, just learned to prevent, worked on it, got better at it. So, you know, when you you know you're not getting beat necessarily by the other team, it's just you, you can work on it. And so I think that's something we all as a group did really well and we just built on it after we lost and, you know, we kept that in our heads, the loss and, you know, use it to fire us up for the next game, you know, you know that feeling. Um, So, the group as a whole did an amazing job of
3: bouncing back after every loss. I think having the longer season helped with that as well. Mm -hmm. Obviously last year, 16 games, you know, if you lose two or three, especially in a row, you're like there's a couple chances gone that you don't have the time to make up for sometimes. So we knew that you know a couple of losses here and there aren't going to define the season. And um, given that they're at the right times, you know, and I think they did come at the right times where we, for example, the Tucson game with Morrison, we played really well. I think it's one of our best games overall all season. Things didn't work out for us. We got beat. Um, got fortunate with the results that night as well that kept us in a great position. Um, and I think even without having to say anything in the locker room or at practice, everybody knew. Okay, like we need to bounce back now. You know, there was no, there was never any feeling that everybody was down and feeling sorry for themselves. Everybody just picked themselves up and like, okay, well we'll go again. Um, and nobody's going to go. How often the teams go twenty-eight games without getting a loss? It's going to happen. Um, so I think, it, like Dalton and Connor said, it's just a testament to the squad of, you know, how driven we were and just bringing everything together just to, to be together as a team and, you know, get ourselves out of those little situations. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and we, uh, you know, this was also a season where we had a couple of key guys, guys from last season between Ethan and Evan um, that picked up injuries. Obviously, EVD's was a lot bigger than Evan's, but, you know, we talked to you, Greg, a few times about that stretch where Evan was out and everybody picking each other up. So what was that like in the locker room on the field when you had to deal with stuff like that, especially the smaller squad, you know? Yeah, we didn't have a ton of depth. We had it, but you know, usually it usually it's like, the starting 11, the bench, and then you know there's only a couple guys that, are, that aren't that are on the bench at that point. So what was that like for you guys?
2: Um, I think, I mean, like you said, we trusted our depth and, and all that. But, uh, I mean, it's tough, but it's, like Greg said, it's a 28-game season. That stuff's going to happen. Losses happen. Injuries happen. And um, we obviously were able to kind of pick up the slack where it Evan kind of left off, and um, so it was, once again, a testament to our group that the confidence in ourselves and in each other to know that the next guy's up, and everyone came in and did a great job, and, um, but yeah, no, that was the, I think that was a big thing for us. I think it was almost, I don't want to say beneficial, but Evan getting hurt, allowed for other people to step in, and it kind of, I think, grew people in confidence that, like, maybe we don't need to rely on Evan as much. And I think that helped Evan at the end of the season a lot. And it helped a lot of our guys throughout the year to know that we, we can do it, too. Because, I mean, obviously, last year Evan had a great year. And I think coming into this year, people were kind of looking at him to be that guy again. And yeah. when he wasn't there, it allowed other guys to kind of step up. And I think that really helped us down, down the stretch.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. just,
2: you know, created an opportunity. And you know, guys stepped
4: up to fill that. and. You know, it's tough to lose a guy like Evan who, you know, was on fire last year, shut it off pretty hot. Um, You know, that can set a team back sometimes. Uh, But I think the guys stepped up all over the field and uh, offensively and, you know, defensively, you know, I think as a defense we knew maybe we'd have to, you know, be a little bit tougher. You know, games might be a little bit closer, 1-0 games, 0-0, so... Um, I think it's a testament to the defense as well for keeping it zeros or one goal.
1: Absolutely.
3: Yeah, I think both have touched on when someone like Evan, who's been such a big player for Omaha um, in both years, gets an injury like that, you know, there is a little bit of shit, like where do we go from here Um, initially anyway. um, It's okay. We put ease on these. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it's like Connor said, it kind of, you know, We'd done well when Evan was injured. Um, People stepped in, done a job, um, done a great job. You know, we had to rely on the squad. Um, And like Connor said, when Evan came back, there was no pressure on him to feel like he had to get us out of a situation, you know. We, the whole squad put him in a position where he could come back in. He'd done so much work when he was injured um, that people will not see behind the scenes, you know. We worked worked his ass off to get back and come in super fit. Um, and he was rewarded because he came back in, got himself, you know, top five goal scores in the league, which is unbelievable. Um, and he could just come in and enjoy himself, um, come and score goals. And it was, it was, it was great to be a part of, and a great, great thing to watch. So, with uh, the game away at Chattanooga,
0: um, Jay alluded to it that there were some COVID issues with the team. How how was that? I mean, I know COVID, neither of you were here, but you saw that was a big issue uh, with the final um, in 2020. It was
1: a sticking point all the way through this <laughs> final.
0: But having COVID hit a number of players on the team, and we were already down injuries, legal issues, uh, et cetera. So we we're pretty thin squad there. How, going into a hostile environment um both a homecoming of sorts for both of you how how was that uh to to recover bring in some younger guys um and and just adapt to to that above and beyond uh, just the injuries
3: i think it was i mean soccer's a funny game like for it to be that fixture where all those things came together um it was especially at that point in the season where we were both neck and neck, trying to fight out for first. Um, you know, we went into that game knowing that, you know, if we can pick up a result with the lack of squad that we had and the issues that we had at the time, you know, or even just put in a good performance, that we'd take confidence from that. Um, the game wasn't perfect. There was a lot of good moments. There was a couple of bad moments. But I mean, when you look at it overall in terms of the situation we were in, I don't think we can be too negative about it. Um, we had chances. They had chances. You know, they ended up. That's how it happens. They took their one chance, or maybe not one chance, but you know, they, they were <laughs> the ones who scored. Um, yeah. But I think when we look back on the game, you know, there wasn't there wasn't as much as it, in it as we thought. Um, and I think after the game, everybody's disappointed because you want to go to these places and win. Um, but like we touched on before, going on the road and playing good teams is, is hard to do in this league. Um, but there was a good feeling the next week in training. Like, you know, we went there. We played well. We've done OK. Um, you know, we stood up for ourselves. And, and like you said, a hostile environment, which it's always fun to play in environments like that. Um, and I think it kind of gave us a bit of edge to the rest of the season. Uh, we were like, we're not going to let that happen again. And kind of kicked us on to you know improve and knowing that everybody was coming back at some point as well. I, I think even back here, uh, watching it,
1: knowing that we had an academy kid that was Jaime's start yeah, yeah I mean we had stuff like that going on so then the result of 1-0 as a loss and you're like well, look at all the guys we had out mm-hmm. you know you're starting a 18-19 year old at center back that's never started in this league before he was 17 was he back. 17 at the time I mean yeah, yeah. yeah we're starting a kid you know yeah. and it was just you guys coming back it's like yeah it sucks we lost but man look what happens when we have essentially the most depleted squad we could have at that mm-hmm. point Non injury related, yeah.
4: he was also signed like a day before, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he, he really didn't train with the team, right?
0: Yeah, it's like yeah. announced. And, and he, you look, I, I think yeah. he was signed, got on the plane later that day, and, yeah. yeah. I
2: mean, Ricky that was Ricky's first start, yep. uh, yeah. He just came in, also. I mean, you look at it too, like Ricky Sarton, he I thought he played pretty well. And you look at that, you go, All right, now we have a. we know this guy can play. And then you even look at it, Toby played right back and you kind of go, oh shit, Toby's not bad at that either. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of picked up a couple of players from that game yeah. because we were forced to and yeah. we kind of looked at it and thought, alright, we have a couple more guys we can put in a couple of different positions that could help us down the stretch and I think, I mean, Toby played a few games right back. I thought I did well and I mean, he comes in at right back in the final and scores, so yeah. <laughs> um, kind of talked to Jay after it and that's what, that was kind of our takeaway from it, was like We kind of found a couple of players now out of this game that we can take positives from. I think our expectations were to go in and just kind of grind it out and see see what happens and to get out of there, like you said, with only a 1-0 loss, I think was obviously it's not great to lose, but you kind of take it at that point and you go, all right, we take the positives. We found a couple of guys we can put in different places if we are in this fine division. and We moved on, and I, I thought that uh, was a huge motivation for us for the rest of the year too. Well, I
1: found it as a fan yeah. too. It was – an interesting way to see how people, uh, how coaches can game plan based on who's on the roster and things like that. Because Jaime got protected quite a bit. You know, Jay wasn't, they weren't trying to put him in positions where he had to be the guy to shut down a main strike or anything. It's like, hey, just rely on the other three by you. You got a keeper behind you just going to tell you what to do. And you could tell, you know, there's a couple of those moments like that where. It's cool to see that because sometimes when it's the same squad you're just like, you just watch it because it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. You don't really get into the tactics side of it. Mm. And then you can watch it from that perspective and go, oh, look, they're doing this little thing that's mm-hmm. helping protect this player a little bit.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, one one thing that came out of there, as we had already touched on, was Jaime um, coming on uh, as an Academy signing, 17 years old. But we also had um, Yoskar Ito uh, come on. Uh, and that's our first for Omaha, first real academy signings um, that we've had. You all have played enough years, um, you know, played at the youth levels, at higher positions. What What was your experience getting those guys up to speed with the squad? As the highest level they'd played at was. Um, USL Academy or high school yeah, okay. games, then going in playing against you know some very solid players in uh, USL One.
1: I mean, grown ass men. <laughs>
0: yes, grown ass men. Some of them.
1: Yeah. I noticed you're pointing at certain people. I
4: mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's a little bit similar to like a freshman coming into college playing against you know seniors. You know, it, it's similar in age group kind of in our league uh, for the most part but it's it's just getting up to speed is one of the biggest things i say the big jump and so um, they've come they came in and you know had to get a lot of practice hours in and you're not not a lot of guys can just do it right away so getting up to that game speed the level of speed um, is something like with jasko he Picked up pretty quick, mm-hmm. and so I think we all noticed it too. And we all we started to see a little bit of skill, what kind of skill he has, once he started getting a little more comfortable and getting that that freedom to kind of play his role. So um, he definitely did a, a great job of a lot of practices and earned his way into the lineup here and there. So
1: I think was it the Bellevue friendly? Yeah, mm-hmm. when Yoska. <laughs> They put, him on the, they put him on the near post on a corner, and we're mm-hmm. like, what are you doing?
3: Yeah. <laughs> we It's so a friendly, but are just like, this is the shortest guy on the team by <laughs> far. I mean, I think, like, we've all been in that situation where you're the young kid coming in, um, and you're trying to break through, and I think the, the testament to them, their attitudes were great when they came in. You know, there was no ego about being a professional setup at 17, 18 years old. Um, they came in, they wanted to learn, um, and sometimes as, like, a more experienced pro, it can be... You know, you can, take, you can take it two ways. Either, you know, they're there and that's it, or, you know, you want to help them become better players. And I think because their attitude was so good when they came in, everybody wanted to help them. Yeah. Um, so even after practice, like in the locker room, we, everybody got them involved in what we were doing. You know, we, you never want somebody to feel left out because when you're in a locker room with 23 guys that are, you know, pros and you come in as a young kid, that's a bit daunting sometimes. Um, but, you know, a lot of the older guys and more experienced players took the time to, you know, bring them in and show them how the, the right way to be. Um, and they both took that really well. And like you say, like they both got their debuts in the professional league, which is amazing for them at that age as well. Um, both done really well. Um, and I think they definitely deserved it. Yeah, we were chained for Joscard
1: back on the berm. Is it, I don't remember what game that was when he got his debut. In North Carolina? Was it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We were I'm up on. and all of us were just like, come on. Come bring on, him!" I'm and then well he came that. in and we were nuts because <laughs> like, it's the perfect match to bring him <laughs> in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were already up. I yeah. mean, he was older than half of their squad.
4: So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: well.
4: Yeah. We did have some young guys
0: too. Yeah. Some. Some.
1: <laughs> was the average age like 18 their, and a half?
0: No. <laughs> their, their
1: average age
0: uh in one of the fan forums uh, I'm on the there's some NCFC fans there and the average age of their uh USL 1 squad was lower than their uh USL 2 squad. That's
3: <laughs> crazy.
0: Right. It, it was cuz they had uh, the
1: 15-year-old goalkeeper yeah. and like yeah, yeah. yeah he's only got himself in trouble right? <laughs> Uh, Get oh Greenville. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I like that. when the drama doesn't happen in Omaha. Yeah. Then yeah. we can watch it on Twitter instead of <laughs> instead of having to feel tweets about having goons on the team. Yeah.
0: yeah. 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 I mean, objectively, objectively.
1: I mean, he already brought up the objective part. He's starting fights in games. <laughs> that was all my fault. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. So season went through. And end up in the playoffs. Um, you didn't do too badly in the playoffs.
3: <laughs> it was all right. I
0: mean we, we nailed that first round by, um, which that was great. Unfortunately didn't knock that out against Madison. Which we should have if, you know, somebody's goal had counted and never,
1: And we didn't get Sarpied out. Never wouldn't have played the games.
0: Yeah. Um, But Tucson, which to my view wasn't a bad team throughout the entire season, you just put them in a barrel and started shooting.
1: (laughs) Like,
0: I mean, geez, like six one in that game. Their one goal, I I didn't even realize it was scored until I looked at the the scoreboard at the end of the game because the the atmosphere didn't stop. But
1: I don't think anybody knew it went in. (laughs) I don't know. It was also interesting because leading up to that match, they were even their, twi- I mean, their Twitter is like, like one person, right? It was like, hey, remember last time we were in Omaha? And we we're like, yep, sure do. Yeah. It was at a neutral site, essentially. And I mean, we we're. it was just they were trying to start something
3: and we were like, no. And you guys just came out. Yeah. I think that fed off our mindset going into that game. You know, how that game ended. Um, kind of had a chip on our shoulder about that so we were we were pumped up for the game for sure um, and we made sure that everybody knew that that was a game we were going to go and we we're going to make a statement um and i think i think we've done that um but yeah it was i mean about as complete a performance as you can get and to do it in a semi-final as well it's it's very impressive um but yeah like i feel like the game from before at morrison was really the kind of. Driving factor, and you know, coming out and making sure that we we progressed into the playoffs and uh, in the finals.
4: Um, what was the question again? <laughs> 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 uh, about
1: the about the drubbing of Tucson in the in the semi. Uh,
4: um, yeah, I think we just, I mean, came. Fired up for the playoffs, especially um, knowing how Tucson, you know, beat us at home last time. You know, Jay was reminding us, you know, remember that feeling of of losing to them at home, um, all that, and then you know the little bit of beef they were throwing out on Twitter about last time that you know added a little bit of fuel to the fire. Um, you know, I think some guys in the team had some personal stuff with some of the players on their team too. So. <laughs> sure. Uh, that also added to it, um, but yeah, we just we just came out guns a blazing, man, and we started out hot and just kept building on it, and you know got the second goal and the red card, just just kept stacking up more and more. <laughs> so we were like, you know what, let's go put two more on them. And at halftime, I think I even said, let's put six on them. So you know, it kind of came true. So
1: I, I think I mean. Uh... Devin's obviously up for like he had goal of the playoffs and all that stuff. But I think that uh, moment of the playoffs is him blowing a kiss yes. after the goal. <laughs> Cause it was just like it was pure Devin for whatever, yeah. but yeah. Yes. it just was like you can just tell that fired that kid up. Oh
4: yeah. Uh, yeah, they had it going in from last time too, so yeah. they were going at it. Uh, at that,
1: boy, that boy was pumped up for that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, was, well, he had a personal vengeance. A little against too much. Too. <laughs> to this, and this is like the run, when yeah. you're in the game, like watching, you don't remember like timing. You know, so like, yeah. I'm watching the game and I'm like, God, it's, it's probably been a couple minutes since he got that yellow card. And then I watched, the, I watched the game back, and I was like, it was like oh no, seconds, 30 like seconds. Yeah. Yeah. 30 seconds he went from a yellow to getting a straight red for being a complete
4: jerk. It's like, it's fresh on the referee's mind. Yeah. He's, he's it's crazy, too. That. It did
2: the exact same thing to Dev. It just didn't get caught <laughs> yeah. as nicely as he did with Nami. Like, he yeah. swung and caught Dev in the chin, too. It just yeah. was unfortunate the second time that it was right in front of the ref, and it was loud. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> Right it found the it nice. Too. It, was, it was a great connection. <laughs> yeah. just, I think the thing is as well, everybody on our team seen it. Yeah. And we all just ran over to the ref and just we well, made yeah. It, as and it didn't help that it was
2: as right in the middle of our celebration yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was literally in the middle of our circle, and you could even on the video, or watching the game back, you can see our faces were all like obviously happy, yeah. and then that happens, and it immediate change to. Eleven guys with really pissed off looks on their faces, and this yeah. kind guy of sent you see off. What Domi tried to do that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Domi tried to include him in our. But <laughs> <school. laughs>
3: well, I mean, that's like that soccer. Like yeah. you know, they, when they scored at Morrison, they'd done their little celebration, and uh, they were in our ears all game. So and that's part of it like that's what a lot of boys like that you know yeah. that, you know, it gets you going a little bit um, and if you give it you have to take it yeah. I've been on the opposite end where I've given it and then I've had it shoved down my throat yeah. it doesn't feel good but that's that's how it happens it's the risk you take and it was nice to be on the other end of that yeah. um, and I think it was deserved and warranted for, for us as well.
0: well I mean so long as you don't make like airplane noises and celebrate <laughs> in front of uh, oh my
3: god I in front NPC. of the opposing side's
0: uh, bench I, yeah. I think you're, you're safe on your celebrations
2: yeah or when you yeah. score your
1: first your goal on the opposite end, and then you go to a corner where there's zero fans, and you throw your hand up behind your ear?
3: Yeah. Okay. I like the, I like the can you hear me, and there's no one there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like the shush. The shush is the best one. When there's, like, four fans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who? Like.
2: Well, that, yeah. I mean, that was the thing, too. You're saying, like, they tweeted, do you remember that? And we did remember it, and I think we went out and proved a wrong right. Um, we thought we deserved a lot more out of the game at Morrison, and. We ended up getting a lot more in a in a semifinal, so more important. Yeah, we um, we oh, definitely
3: absolutely. remembered
2: it. We uh, it was in the back of our minds for a long time. And even watching those the last games of the year, and once it kind of they fell into that spot and then they won their game, we were you could see the excitement building around the locker room that we get to have a little bit of revenge against them. And obviously, a red card helps you, but. I mean the double jeopardy of going up 2 0 him getting sent off right after it, and I don't. I mean, I think if they had 11, we weren't going to stop. So I. Uh, I, think I mean,
3: yeah. Especially was. like when you're first in the league, the teams are going to come for you no matter what. Like no matter what position in the league they are, like you become the number one enemy. So you know we had teams and that were out of playoffs already coming for us, and you have to, you know, you have to take that and expect it to happen. Uh, and you know what, credit to everybody in the locker room, we accepted that that was going to happen and I think we handled it really well, um, went about everything professionally um, and I think we were rewarded, especially with that semi-final, you know, we'd done everything we, we could have done, came out, played really good football, scored a lot of goals and we won in a, in a commanding way and a professional way as well.
1: Well, it's crazy because you beat them so badly, it looked like they showed up unprepared but I don't think that's like—they're like, not an ill-prepared team. They had a good coach. They—they they were a good team. It's just yeah. when when it's that big, a five-goal loss,
3: you just—you look at, like you didn't show up. Yeah. I mean, we said after the game, so much credit, and obviously it was—it <clears throat> was seen around the league. Their manager was nominated for coach of the year because he'd done such a great job of taking them from where they were and getting them into a playoff spot. Yeah. And, you know, they were a good team. They were a tough team to break down yeah. throughout the season, um, and sometimes. It's just not your day, and that happened. Um, but, you know, all respect to them and the coach. I think he done a fantastic job last yeah, year they, they, getting no. them into the playoffs. It's a huge achievement for them, um, And but that's, that's just the way it goes sometimes. Just, I, I think Omaha
0: compulsive. did a great job of getting them to where they were at because <laughs> it was after their loss at Warner Park where, uh, was yeah. it, uh, Gallus? Yeah, the guy ran Gallus. Yeah. Ga- yeah, they sacked the he got sacked, and then uh, Perlman came on as the interim and then signed. And so, like, really, Omaha is a Omaha-built Tucson. But I'm just going to put that out here.
2: <laughs> we got you there, but we're not going to like that. Yeah. <laughs> we him got him you there the, so we you. Put them back in their place at the end of it. But...
0: So, obviously, that set us up very well going into the final.
1: For the team, Greg did not want to see at all in this final. No. Yeah. That was the last team he wanted to play. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I never scored against them until that game, <laughs> actually. It's a hell of a game to score against them. Well,
0: I, I like to refer to it as the two-star final, uh, since the final didn't happen in 2020, and I'm still real salty about that.
1: But <laughs> has nothing to do with that drive. It has to nothing South to North. do with the 16-hour drive through <laughs> a hurricane. <laughs> but To find out in, what, an hour
0: and a half outside? Hour and a half outside, uh, yeah. No, that that was – no, Greenville's a great city. But it's a lot better if you have something to go there for. (laughs) Uh, But Dalton, more for you here. How did that feel when uh, Greenville, in extra time, uh, knocked out Chattanooga to to make it to that final? Like,
4: how were you feeling there? (laughs) I mean, it was kind of, really it was, um, yeah, I mean, fantastic. Just, just something we were looking forward to last year that didn't happen. So it was just, you know, we, I think for everybody that wasn't on chat last year, uh, was the outcome we wanted, especially to go into overtime. Nah, I was ecstatic. You know, I mean, yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure, but I'm sure the chat boys would have loved to beat chat in the final. Um, maybe they just didn't think chat deserved to be there. So, uh, but no, it was, it was. We were ready for it. Um, You know, like you said, a a lot of the guys were returners, so we all knew the feeling um, of not being able to play last year and having that kind of taken away and what all was being said, even though, you know, we went there and and won in the regular season last year. So uh, we were ready to take it to them, and and I think we came out and showed that.
3: I think the thing that was funny for me was you have – obviously what happened last year and we coming in me and Connor were made aware of the situation very quickly and how if it happens again you know we make sure we win the game um so we bought into that and also i think watching that semi-final knowing that it could have been Chattanooga or Greenville the rest of the boys understood mine and Connor's position as well whereas if it was Chattanooga they would have felt how we would have felt for Greenville, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. So, I remember watching the game, speaking to corner and we were like, "Who, who do we want here?" And that we're like, either team, especially coming <laughs> off the semi-final and having that confidence. Um, but I just don't think it could have worked out better for the team as a whole to have those two play off, and then you know give it, like whoever won we got to play in the final. Um, I think both games would have been great games. Um, two really good teams that deserve to be there. Um. But yeah, it was, it was funny how things work out. Yeah, it was destiny for sure. I think you could,
2: even Greenville went through that bad patch in the middle of the year and then once they started going again, you kind of got that feeling of like, this could definitely happen again. And they snuck themselves into the second spot, got their bye, and uh, them having a home game in a semifinal. I mean, I think they're always going to be favorites and um, once that kind of happened, I think we all kind of knew or felt like this it's about to be a full circle moment. And, ended up being that and it was uh, nice to be with this group for it and you could definitely tell that uh, it's what everyone wanted and obviously the outcome was I think what everyone thought It maybe not as 3-0 but it would have been somewhat similar the year before I think the confidence within within the group and the fans and stuff that it could have been the same last year too so for it to happen and us to go out and and do it at home I think was
3: obviously really special I think it was very fitting that a postponed final, got to be replayed. Yeah. The next year. The next year. Um, and got to be played out as well. And obviously for the boys that were here last year it means I wouldn't say it means a lot more to them, but they had a lot riding on it. An extra know. little bit. Yeah. For sure. Um which they made like I said, they made sure me and Connor knew about. So we came into that game, you know, feeling as if we'd we'd been stung out the final last year. Um just because of how the group was. So yeah.
0: Well you scored a goal in front of your mom, so
3: yeah, that. mom and dad were there. That was great. <laughs> so, actually, you said that's the first goal you seen me score. Well, if I was recall... Uh- well, so we had had a
1: lot of beers hanging with done. your mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your dad and I drank a lot of beer together, Greg. Uh, oh, so, dude. I may have misunderstood a few things while I, mean, I was drinking. I mean,
3: the accent as well. I, mean, I think... Well, it depends if you class League 1 and League 2 in Scotland as professional you see me score there but i mean definitely in america in america for sure uh well you didn't score a lot in in america not well not the first year when they came over uh scored twice and it was in the same game thanks to connor um (laughs) but they came watch two games last year and got to see me run around and not score so it was was, uh (laughs) no especially after the year last year not them not getting to come out uh to tennessee last year and watch us play um know they were disappointed at that and it's hard being away from home sometimes but to have them there and to win a semi-final 6-1 and then to win a championship final uh, with my mum and dad there was one of the best uh, probably the highlight of my career so far Um, so yeah but I mean both of them said like what a joy it had been watching this team all year you know they even after the games when we were at the bars together and stuff like just watching all the boys come up and like introduce himself and It was like that all year when everybody's parents came in to town. Um, it was really like a family dynamic in the team. Uh, and I think that's what ultimately was a major factor in us doing so well this year.
0: I mean, that, that kind of boils into the next bit, because you know, on the pod and through everything the past month or so, we've beaten to death the final and analysis on the final and everything. But we, we talked a bit about how the locker room was at the beginning of the season, but the locker room at the end of the season, after you guys had gone through an amazing season together, uh, you'd broken a number of League One records, uh, somebody won Golden Glove, somebody didn't win Golden Boot. Uh, like, what? If we combine our somebodies... There was a lot of gold on the team. That's right. <laughs> But how, how did the season end up with the locker room? At, obviously, there was a lot of a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, but the the overall camaraderie be, between all of y'all.
2: I, it's hard to describe honestly. I mean that that locker room after after the final, um, even after after the locker room, uh, just I mean, to the extent that tears of joy. I mean there were a few few guys shedding tears and I think it was obviously a relief of kind of two years of what you guys had kind of been through and then like Greg said it's just that family dynamic of like we've gone and done something really special here and I think we realized it it hit a lot of us after the game ended and um, just I mean you couldn't you couldn't get us out of the locker room almost we just we didn't want to leave um, just to kind of hang out and just be with the boys and enjoy that moment for as long and as much as we could because we knew it was special and it was with a really, really special group. And, um, yeah, and I, it's, it's one of the best groups I've been a part of and I've been playing for a while. So it, it was special for me, for sure.
4: Yeah, it was just a... <clears throat>
1: It's okay. It's okay. No, That's right. No. That's right.
4: <laughs> yeah. No. It was an uh, amazing experience. Um, you know, growing over the season as a group, um, overcoming. You know, different adversity on the field, off the field, injuries. You know, dry spells and and whatnot. But we were.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: you know, just sometimes where we were a bit stagnant, and then you know we. Ended up just coming in uh, in full form at the end of the season, and I think, like I think my dad even said it, he's like if we, the way we were at the end of the season, like no one could compete with us. We I think we'd be competing with teams in championship, oh, in, oh yeah, you know, for sure, as well. And I I've talked to a couple guys that played championship, and they've talked to coaches, and like yeah, they would easily compete with championship teams. So uh it's it's just a testament to the guys and you know what we've gone through and and built so it was awesome
3: i think like when you look at that locker room as well i think only connor and sosa had won titles before and in the space of 4 weeks 21 boys won their first and second titles as professionals um and you'll get players that will play 20 25 year careers and maybe never win a title so to do it for a lot of the boys, at such a young age, and some most boys' first and second years as professionals is such an amazing achievement. Um, and I mean, it obviously, hits everyone differently. But after the game, I think for me, I was just so excited, and there was a lot of stuff going on, a lot of emotions, but I didn't really sink in. Um, at the full-time whistle, I think everybody gets that rush of adrenaline and. You don't know whether to cry or laugh or run around and go crazy or whatever but it wasn't until like maybe a couple days after i just sat down and watched the full game back um and i remember just sitting in bed that morning watching it and as soon as the full-time whistle went when i was watching it back like i started tearing up and i was like we've actually done that you know it starts to sink in Um, and it hits you like that sometimes for a lot of the boys it hit them straight away for some of them take a couple couple days couple weeks um but no one can take it away from you that you've won the championship and the league title as well, which was just as important. To do that at home, um, yeah. you know, we we won two titles this year. I know the league isn't the spoke American about standard. as much. In the, yeah, in this <laughs> the setup, the league seems to be not the most important thing, which is bizarre because uh, it's the hardest thing to win. <laughs> <laughs> but the emphasis on the championship, and you know, we managed to do both, which is an incredible achievement and like Connor and Dalt said, it's such a testament to everybody that was involved, from all the players to the staff to the fans, to the owners, you know, like it was such a good organization and it was run really well and I think because of that it felt deserved as well.
1: Well I think you see too, you know, it happens in MLS a lot. Even these playoffs for MLS were crazy. You know, some yeah. of the upsets and stuff. But that supporter shield winner in MLS oftentimes is not the one that wins MLS Cup. So I mean, just, you know, just what you're going with there, Greg, it's like that shows how hard it is to win the league and then also to win, you know, even just two two matches in a playoff. Yeah. And then to lift that really damn heavy trophy. That thing was heavier it than it was. It was dense. Yeah. yeah.
0: But you can't drink out of it. No, yeah. No, it Once, no uh,
1: you knew it wasn't a cup as soon as you saw the top, and then you lifted it, and you're like, oh, this thing's not even hollow. No,
3: it's <laughs> it full. I remember, like, a few days before I said to Connor, I was like, if we win this thing, I'm gonna drink so much champagne at that cup. As goes, too. I don't think it's got like a hole in it. I think no, it's, like, no, exactly no it, was it was just a full side. cap. What's yeah. the
0: point? Like, I first time I held that, I was like, okay, this this is just it's a trophy.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I like the belt the most.
1: We yeah, we uh, we uh, were really appreciating in Parliament that that belt was on the platform <laughs> and prominent in most of the pictures that Legal <laughs> and took. And then the guys on the on the broadcaster like. Oh yeah, they have some, some belt thing out there. We're like, yeah, we do. Sharks. <laughs> I, <think> <laughs> I mean, ultimately,
0: since there is no supporters' shield in League One, and the two most dominant teams have been Greenville and Omaha, kind of your supporter shield. Yeah, but I
3: think like <laughs> it's. I think it's a good thing to have as well. You know, like Tulsa and Oklahoma have their hammer thing, which I yeah. think's great, and you know that's like a little victory if you win that during the season. Um, And for the two teams to have that, you know, supporter rivalry, to have something like the belt, and then for it to come to the final championship game, and also have that there as well. Like, I know if Greenville had won it, they'd have had the belt up there with them as well. Uh, Because I think all the players bought into the fact that, you know, it's two really good supporter groups. Um, the Two best in the league for sure. Um, Obviously, Omaha's the better one. (laughs) But, (laughs) But no, like, even just... Riley handed that to me and I was taking it and like all the boys were like tri- like what?
1: It was actually Luke.
0: It was you that handed it. Yeah. yeah. I mean were you drunk already? Yeah, maybe.
3: Uh, he, was, <laughs> he was <laughs> drunk on winning yeah. a championship. He scored the goal at half, in half time. He was already. Uh, just... uh, but no, like just little things like that. Um, I think that's what made it that little bit more special. It wasn't just the championship final. There was so much else in it um, and it was just great to be a part of. We're lucky that's the one thing they allow us to throw down on the field. 'Cause last
1: year after the final uh, the final match I threw it down to Rashid after our final home match when uh, when we secured yeah second place I threw it down to Rashid You're and I was welcome. like as I
3: yeah
1: as <laughs> I'm throwing it down though I was like,
3: Oh shit, oh shit like please don't get me kicked out. <laughs> and thought, then Sheeta walked around with it. I thought the flag thing was funny as well, like all the boys trying to get their flags. Yeah. yeah. That was great. That was, that was which awesome. is great. Like yeah. I mean I remember talking before, um, to a few of the Parliament guys saying you know, like if it got to that stage where we won the final, I'd love to have my flag there, to represent you know yeah. Scotland. And I know a lot of the boys did. I mean, I did cut off the, Hon- the Honduras flag and run with that. and then <laughs> one, of the, one of the fans reminded me that it was the wrong flag, so I had to come back. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, oh, been, people would have been questioning that for. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like a lot of the boys. It just shows you, like, a team that have so many players from different parts of the world came together and just achieve what we achieved, it's, it, was, it was such a good feeling. So,
0: we're not sure what, what next year is going to look like, don't want you guys to disclose if you know, if you don't, but based on what you've seen with Omaha, what you've seen with Omaha soccer culture, what do you think five years down the line could look like for soccer in Omaha?
2: I mean, like, like I said, I, I played at Creighton 10 years ago, and we had a spring game against Virginia, and um, now I don't know if, if it was free to get in or not, but <laughs> it, it was packed. There was five, 6,000 people there um, at a spring game at a college, and me being 18 years old never playing in front of that kind of crowd, I was kind of like, a holy shit. And, and we're 10, 11 years on from that, and got a professional team here, um five years down the road I mean if the stadium happens if it's downtown if it's in the right areas I I think this could be a really big deal I think um I mean obviously I have what I would want Omaha to look like soccer wise in five (laughs) years but it's not up to me um but in the grand scheme of things yeah it 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 could be a a really big deal and I think with the Yep.
1: <laughs> Damn. standing
2: alongside Jay. <laughs> but, uh, no, five years down the road, it could be, could be a huge deal, and I think with the early successes that this club has seen, I think it, it, it should happen, and it definitely is a huge possibility of being a massive deal, not only in Omaha, but kind of in America, being a hot spot for people to come because – like I said, Omaha is a soccer city, and it's been a soccer city for a long time. And you can see that with the crowds Creighton getting out. I mean, they had – I mean, it might have been their – was it Oktoberfest or whatever? But once again, they had five, 6,000 people at their game. And you get a stadium in the right spot, that this city will show out. And so five years down the road, it could, it could be really special around here.
1: Yeah, the, I like that you're bringing up that because I think a lot of the barometers that we brought up were always the high school finals. Yeah, you, know, you get some high school insane. finals, and it's. The state championship's yeah. packed. 5,500 people at a high school
0: state Well, final. I think the state championship uh, this past May was just shy of 7,000.
2: Yeah. 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 I mean, you see the videos, the, they're winning on penalties, and people are running on the field celebrating, and the place is loud and packed. And it's like, I mean.
3: Yeah, there should have been parliament funds in the field. <laughs> I'm just saying.
2: Well, Uh, we all wanted to come back next year.
3: That was was, uh, a hard drop.
0: I I believe the league would have fined the club significantly for any fans on the field.
1: Let's put it this way. As the game was winding down, Peter found his way over to the berm and found a few of us and specifically said, make sure no one goes on the field. And we said, okay.
4: It's also there's a 10-foot drop from that wall.
3: Yeah, my dad tried
4: to get the the crowd from uh, the, the sideline to run on the field. He jumped the fence, and him and my brother jumped the the thing and like to come out and hug me. And he was trying to encourage all the fans to like basically yeah. rush the field and yeah, that's stuff. Awesome.
3: I mean, yeah. I mean, I get it and I understand yeah. it, but at the same time, like, once all the Greenville players and stuff are away, and it yeah. just does, like, yeah. Should, yeah, I think you should let family on the field. Like, like we said, like, it's not every day you get to experience something like that, but. Obviously, I totally understand where they're coming from, but, you know, it would be nice to get the families on the field, take photos and stuff, and let yeah. them enjoy it as well. But, you know, I, I know where they're coming from.
4: What was the European club that just won the league? and? Oh, there was, was a Dutch. South American
3: club as well. They won the, the league for the first time. The Liga MX team or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah. Atlas. Atlas. Atlas, yeah. But there was yeah.
4: so one team in Europe. Was it, like, the Netherlands or Oh, something? no, it was in the... Yeah. Well, Wouldn't have been the Netherlands. There's only one
3: Dutch team. Before the, before the final whistle went, the referee uh, went like that to the linesman to get them to go, and yeah. they just started sprinting across the field into the tunnel everybody. blew the whistle, ran down the tunnel, and it, everybody. Just that's got amazing. The you know, like, even that before the, the whistle went, the opposition players were running into the final yeah. as well, and I was just like, I mean, that's how it should be. But I get why it's not, because it is a big safety concern, and I get that, but. Uh,
0: in, in a soccer-specific stadium where it's right. not a ten-foot drop, oh, Jesus, I—I I feel yeah. like that's going to be harder to enforce. Yes, yeah, uh,
1: you know, for sure. Especially if it's a lot of us. But yeah, yeah, <laughs>
0: but so off-season, y'all stand in shape?
3: No.
4: Okay. <laughs> not right now. Not much. Taking it, taking a much-needed... Oh, much you, you watched me
3: last much night.
2: <laughs> <time>. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> obviously not. That video is
2: the first time I've run since the 20th, so... All right, so getting a little bit, rest, little bit of rest. A
3: little bit of rest. It was a long season, weeks. you know. We deserve a couple of weeks off to relax and enjoy the things that you can't enjoy during the season. Yeah, for sure. sure. Um, but, you know, we'll get back to it soon, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maybe. I know the the fans in Omaha are definitely excited to see the next season, excited to see where the club goes. Um, huge thanks on behalf of everybody for all you did for for us getting uh, some silverware into the city, um, backing
1: it, up our terrible trash talk on Twitter. Yeah,
0: <laughs> years of years of trash talk, uh, and you know finally getting getting the cup you can't drink out of yeah, in, into Omaha.
3: And you got a star on top of the badge.
0: Oh yeah. The, I mean...
1: Or at least it's not an asterisk. <laughs> that, that star is my only excuse to say to my wife, "I need a new jersey." <laughs>
4: it's a whole new jersey. That's thing. right.
1: You've Got to have it now. But, uh,
0: Connor, this is your your first time on here. Do you know the final question? No. Oh. <laughs> uh, All right. Do you know the answer to the final
4: question?
2: No. Golf,
0: <laughs> I, I'm going to let you. I'm going to let you whisper it in his ear, and then Ryan, you can
1: ask it.
4: You can ask it if you want. You can just... So are we all gonna say it?
1: Is oh yeah, it? Okay. all right, re- all right. Ready?
3: Yeah.
1: Who gives a hoot?
3: We, we do! do. <laughs>